Hello. I'm Casey. I'm Sarah. And we are Relatively Relatively Dark. It's my turn again. It is. I'm excited. Me too. I'm always excited when it's my turn. Not that I don't like hearing your stories. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) But I like telling you stories too. So, are you ready? I am ready. Okay. We are going to talk about Lord Darnley and Mary Queen of Scots. Lord Darnley. Shut up. Mary Queen of Scots. (laughs) I know her. (laughs) Anyway, that's what we're going to talk about today. Is that what we're talking about today? Maybe. Maybe not. (laughs) Quit. (laughs) Um, this story takes place in 1567. So just a few years ago. Uh, no, Sarah. Hop and skip and jump. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, if you haven't noticed by what I told you, we are going to be talking about royals. I don't have a lot of historical knowledge about royalty back then, England, all those different countries and stuff. I don't have a lot of knowledge about royalty now. True. Yes, me either. Our sister, Snaffney, she was obsessed with the crown forever. Do, do you know like, how, like... Did you know that the queen does this? And did you know that in the castle there's this? And did you know that? <laughs> like, I do remember her recommending that. Yes. Do you, is, that, is that actually, like, just loosely based? Or is that, like, how things are? I have you no know? idea. Maybe she's getting a skewed perspective there. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, a lot of it is also confusing. Who's who and who's in line and who's related to who. So I kind of left out more of the historical aspect. That this. is perfectly fine with me. I thought, uh, people listening to the show is more interested in the crime part, probably, or the I strange. Like, I like hearing history and stuff like that, but when it gets that far back and that car- complicated, <laughs> <laughs> and that complicated, I'm okay not learning yeah, a that's, history so lesson about it. I will give you just a tidbit, obviously, or it's not going to make sense. So, okay. At this time, Elizabeth I was the Queen of England. Henry Stuart, Lord Darnley, was the son of Lady Margaret, and he had ties to the throne of both England and Scotland. Okay. Pretty far down the line, but they were there. <laughs> but they were there. They, they were. I had to squint to see him, but they were there. Yes. His great-grandfather was King Henry VII of England, and he was also a descendant of King James II of Scotland. Okay. His mother was constantly trying to prepare him to become royalty all his life. Mm-hmm. There is a possibility that she was even planning to usurp the queen to put him in charge. To what? Usurp. Usurp? Mm-hmm. It's a word, I promise. I believe you, but it's like sure you believe me when I say I don't know what that is. I'm not going to say 100% is how you say it. I guess it could be usurp. I think it's usurp, but overthrow. Gotcha. So, yeah. This ended up being what he wanted ultimately, too. He was handsome, but he ended up becoming arrogant, childish, and spoiled. Too big for his britches. Yep. I'm assuming his mom was like, you're going to become king someday, so I'm Mm going to treat you like one. Yeah. Now we're going to talk about Mary Stuart. She was the Queen of Scotland, and she was also a cousin to Queen Elizabeth. I don't know how. I don't care. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) She became queen when she was only six days old. Six days? Yes. After her father, King James V, passed away. Aww. I guess they can be named king or queen whenever. They just don't take the throne yeah, until they, they didn't have are like, the responsibilities. I would not less think than a week so old. at six days. <laughs> she also had lineage from English royalty. Okay. Everybody. So cousins marrying cousins and so forth. I'm assuming that's how all that happened. 1500s, people. Oh, yes. 
So, because of this lineage, she also had rights to the throne of England. Mm-hmm. Really? Everybody? <laughs> you get a throne. You get a throne. <laughs> you get a throne. <laughs> Goodness. Okay. So, Lord Darnley and Mary met once when they were both really young, in their teenage years. But many years later, they meet again, after she's become queen, at her palace in Edinburgh at some type of party mm-hmm. that was going on. They danced together. They got pretty close after that. According to Mary, he was, quote, the lustiest and best proportioned man, end quote. (laughs) Best proportioned man. I thought that was funny. And this is her cousin? She's cousins to Elizabeth. Okay. But they were actually distant cousins, too. Anywho. Uh, He was also tall for that time, so that made him even more attractive. On July 29th of 1565, Mary and Lord Darnley got married. This was about five months after they had met for the second time. So they're, they're quick. Yeah, which I don't know what was normal then. So yeah, being married at 13, I think, was normal. Yeah, that could have been like five months. Good grief, what took them so long? Yeah, who knows? A bit of info that I wasn't aware of, this marriage did not make Darnley king. You marry a queen, you think you'd be a king, but you're not. The queen actually has to give him that title. Oh. The titles, I guess, are granted by queens. She ended up giving him the title of king consort, which just meant that he was the husband of a queen. (laughs) Here you go, honey. (laughs) Yeah. Darnley didn't have any responsibilities or power, and if Mary passed away or lost her crown in some way, his title would be lost too. Yeah. At some point, Mary became pregnant with a baby boy. However, not long after they got married, she saw the real Darnley. Uh Uh-oh. He was hateful, selfish, and he was controlling. And I think that this is why she's like king consort. That's all you're getting. Yeah. <laughs> a quote from, from, <laughs> I can say my R's, I promise. <laughs> a quote from, <laughs> a quote from one of my sources. Says. Sources. Sources. <laughs> People reviled him for his arrogance, drunkenness, and promiscuity. Darnley ended up joining up with conspirator nobles who were against Mary. Mm. Yeah. One night on March 9th, 1566, Mary was having dinner with her private secretary and close friend named David Rizzio. Darnley barged in with his party of lords and attacked Rizzio. Mary was held back by Darnley while her friend was stabbed over 50 times and killed. Wow, okay. Yeah. There's a lot of speculation that Darnley was jealous of her friendship. Yeah, sounds like With it. Rizzio, yeah. Some people believe that Darnley had hoped that the attack on Rizzio would cause her to miscarry. Ah, oh, like just the shock of it and stuff? Yeah. There's the belief that he may have felt threatened, obviously, by his son. Yeah. I think that this murder was mostly just to show Mary how powerful he could be and to frighten her into submissive submissiveness. Kind of like, you know, I'm not king, but this is what I can do. Yeah. Despite this horrible act, things seemed to get better. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. In that time, I think people just stayed together regardless of what was going on. Yeah. But I think outwardly, it looked like they were getting along better. They put it on their faces. Yeah. Or it could have been real. I don't know. Either way. Yeah. Mary gave birth to their son named James on June 16th, 1566. He was heir to both thrones, once again, of Scotland and England. So, this child was very important. I'm not sure on the date of this, but Darnley ended up getting sick with either smallpox or a lot of historians believe it was syphilis. That poor man. She says, and sincerely. (laughs) 
I mean, that is, that does yeah. suck, but. It's probably from his promiscuous ways. His promiscuity. Yes. So, he ended up staying at a different house while he was recovering called Kirk O'Field. Darnley was there with at least two valets, which were basically servants to the best of my knowledge. Mm-hmm. I know they're not the ones who drove his car. <laughs> Anywho. On February 10th, 1567, at two o'clock in the morning, there was a huge explosion. An explosion? Yes. Boom. <laughs> a boom? There, were, there was a boom boom? A really big one that reduced Where's the, the home to rubble. Okay. So it was said. <laughs> so, Darnley, along with one of his valets named William Taylor, were found outside of the house in a garden close by, and both were dead. Dun, dun, dun. Right. His other valet was also found dead inside the house. In the garden where Darnley was found, there was also a chair, a rope, and a dagger. Hmm. Yes. Barrels of gunpowder were found in the cellar under Darnley's room. Hmm. The interesting part, above all this that's already mm-hmm. like, huh, Lord Darnley and William Taylor did not die from the explosion. They were strangled. The explosion was meant to kill Darnley. Mm-hmm. So we have... Murder. 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 <laughs> so it is believed that darnley somehow learned of what was going on or something had happened to scare him into leaving the house Mm -hmm. like learned that like the explosion was going to happen yeah stuff okay or something happened to just give him the feeling that something's not right yeah so the chair and the rope were supposedly used to lower darnley from the window since he was sick okay and as they were trying to escape they were caught and they were killed as for the dagger, nobody knows I why know. that was there. Why? I'm just kidding. I don't know. Okay. My thought is maybe it was just last minute, hurry up and leave, grab this for protection, and let's go. If something's going on, I want something to protect myself. Or maybe they took it in case they needed to cut the rope. I don't know. I mean, if the rope was attached to the chair and he was sitting in the chair, I, I have no idea either. Any theories are welcome. I don't know how stupid they were. <laughs> there was a pair of shoes found at Kirko Field that belonged to a man named Archibald Douglas. Who's this guy? He, first of all, I'm not sure how they figured out who they belonged to. Yeah, how in the world? <laughs> I was going over it with Logan and he's a like DNA in us in uh, 1500s. No. <laughs> Logan is our 12-year-old nephew, by the way. Almost 13. <laughs> anyway, Douglas is a man who supported another man named James Hepburn. James Hepburn was the fourth Earl of Bothwell. Mm-hmm. Another Scottish nobleman. Royalty. Confusing. Yes. yes. From now on, he's got a little bit more to the story, and he is going to be referred to as Bothwell. Okay. So, Mary was seemingly distraught over the murder of her husband. She left to go back to her hometown, and she observed 40 days of mourning. Mm-hmm. On April 24th, on her way back home after her grieving period, she was met on the road by Bothwell along with 800 men. That's a lot. I know. I don't know why there were that many. What I read did not say. Bothwell had warned Mary that she was in danger if she returned to Edinburgh. There were people there that suspected her of the murder of Lord Darnley. He offered to protect her at his castle in Dunbar. Mm-hmm. Back in October of 1566, Bothwell had been sick and Mary made a four-hour trip by horse to see him. So I'm thinking maybe they're just good friends. Yeah. So she went back with him and stayed in his castle for a while. I don't know how long. But Bothwell was made Duke of Orkney by Mary on May 12th. Duke of Orkney. Yes. 
and they got married on May 15th. Wait, she made him do Quinn? On May 12th. Oh. So, this was three months after the death of Darnley. Bothwell had actually just recently finalized a divorce from the Countess of Bothwell when they had gotten married. Mm-hmm. So, it was like a little over a week that was finalized and then they get married. On it. Yep. I know that that's a very short time to get remarried, but like I said before, I don't know what was considered normal. Yeah, me neither. I wasn't there. Exactly. Their marriage just deepened the suspicion that Mary and Bothwell together had arranged Mm -hmm. the murder of Lord Darnley. The people of Scotland revolted against Mary and she was detained. Mm -hmm. Get in there. For conspiracy to commit murder. Murder, daughter. Now, we are going to talk about the notorious casket letters. She's like, okay. I have no idea what you're talking about. They're notorious to anyone who knows the story. Well, they're not notorious to me. You're about to find out why they are. Okay. So, this was a silver casket that supposedly contained eight letters, 12 sonnets, and two marriage contracts. These were found after she was incarcerated. In a casket? I don't think it was an actual casket. I think like it was... Like a coffin. Uh, yeah, I think it was more of a container. Kind of like a decorative box or like a... Kind something of, along those lines, maybe? Kind of what I'm thinking. I know what I'm picturing. Yes, I'm probably picturing the same thing. Get out of my head. <laughs> Get out of there. That would be scary. weird. <laughs> that would be weird. We're going to find that later if we had the same image in our head. Anywho. These letters and sonnets were written from Mary to Bothwell. Love letters. Yeah. One of the so-called marriage contracts was essentially just a promise made from Mary to Bothwell before his divorce that she would marry him. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't actually a marriage <laughs> contract, but it's just a written thing dated to, obviously. It's like a paper form of a promise, right? Yeah. And Signed this... by her saying, I will marry you after you get divorced. Okay. Yeah. The letters and the sonnets depicted that Mary and Bothwell were in a relationship. <laughs> she was involved in the murder. And even mapped out the plan for the murder. Well. Yes. So these were very incriminating. It's the right word, right? Mary. Quite, Quite contrary. contrary. <laughs> Is that what that's about? I don't know. <gasps> I'm going to find out. I'm pretty sure it is. I think I heard that somewhere. What's the next line? How does your garden grow? Mm. I'm going to find out. Okay, so. These letters were shown as evidence in her trial. Mary claimed from the start to finish that they were not authentic mm-hmm. and they were forged. Mm-hmm. The group that investigated these letters and sonnets and stuff agreed with her. So they had like handwriting experts and stuff. <laughs> I don't know what they had. I don't know if they had those back then. And I just realized that the cicadas are really talkative today and they're just having a good old time outside. So if you hear cicadas today, yeah. Enjoy we, it or ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, we're we're in the south, so there's cicadas. I like the noise. but I don't mind it, but. I'm sorry. We're from don't. here. <laughs> okay. Without the letters being able to be seen as proof, Mary was found innocent. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not sure the details of Bothwell's trial, but he was acquitted of any charges, too. And I feel like this may have been before she even came back from her grieving period. Because those shoes were found of the man that supported him. And yeah. so he was like almost immediately linked to the murder. Yeah. Obviously, don't quote me on this, but so I feel like that all happened and he was acquitted before she even came back. 
Yeah, maybe. But I just wanted to throw that in there because people may have been like, well, what about Bothwell? So, <laughs> he was acquitted. Okay. Even though she was found innocent, she still feared for her life because of the Scottish, you know, rising up against her. Yeah. Still, they don't care that she was found innocent. She fled to England with her son, hoping to find refuge with her cousin, Queen Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. However, when she arrived, she was either put under house arrest or just kept prisoner. Different sources word it differently, so I can't be certain. I feel like maybe house arrest was more fitting of what yeah. actually happened. But she was held by English authority for 19 years until she was eventually found guilty of treason in 1587. Oh. So... Why they found her guilty of treason. There was a plan that had risen to throw overthrow Elizabeth I. Mm-hmm. Mary was at the center of this plan. She just orchestrating all this stuff. Yeah. Allegedly. Alleg- yes. So, one thing about the history that I will throw in there. One of the reasons why Mary was so favored is because she was Catholic. Mm-hmm. Queen Elizabeth was Protestant. Okay. So, the Catholics favored Mary over Queen Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if this was all Mary who, like, instigated all of this or not, or if it was just the actions of the people who supported her over Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. But there were apparently letters written to her while she was in captivity. Saying? Vowing allegiance to her. Mm-hmm. I don't have exactly what was said in those letters. Well, I was just Sorry. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I don't have all that. <laughs> you suck. No, I'm just kidding. All right, now. Mm-hmm. Pushing it. She responded to these letters, and she kind of incriminated herself in that way. She was beheaded on February 8th of 1587. I did know that. In our medieval episode. I knew that she was in prison for 19 years, and I knew that she was beheaded, and I knew it was treason. I completely forgot about the treason part until you said it. But I didn't know any of this backstory history about it. So that's neat. We came like full Full circle. Was she the first or last beheading? I can't remember. Or was it just one of the famous people who were beheaded? I can't remember if it was first or last. I think I just talked about that because it was one of, like, the most infamous, the most well-known. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. To this day, no one knows 100% who killed Lord Darnley. Hmm. I don't know. Like, it makes total sense that she was involved. But, especially back in those days, it makes a lot of sense that people would basically frame her. Yeah. Because whenever they had a feeling, they went with that feeling. Yeah. I mean, just like all the people that still believe she did it after she was acquitted. Mm-hmm. I have some more information that might help you decide. Spoke too soon. Go ahead. All right. Well, for the most part, everything so far that I've told you is facts. What happened, when it happened, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a little bit of background about speculation, what people believe happened. Okay. So speculations and feelings against Mary. Like she did, did orchestrate it. the murder. Okay. Her motive was extremely strong. Along with her fear of her husband... And his horrible behavior that she may one day die. Mm-hmm. She may have also had fear for her son's life. Yeah. If she thought that Darnley believed that little James stood in the way of himself becoming king. Yeah, that's what I thought you were going to say. Right. So that kind of goes back to the belief that Lord Darnley may have hoped that that attack on Rizzio, her secretary, would have shocked her into miscarriage. So. Yeah. There were also rumors that Mary's secretary, David Rizzio, was the father of her child. I'm not sure if these rumors were true or if Darnley used them as an excuse. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. But that was mentioned. Some people said that Mary's grieving after the after the death of <laughs> Lord Darnley. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Let me try that again. Uh, some said that Mary's grieving after the death of Lord Darnley was insincere. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if the letters were real, then Mary was guilty. Mm-hmm. Many believe that they were. You know, like the group that investigated agreed with Mary, but some were like, mm-mm. Yeah. Many people also believe that she was in a relationship with Bothwell long before Darnley's death. Yeah. So. That's always going to be one of the speculations. Yeah. Them cheaters. Now we're going to talk a little bit about the evidence, thoughts, feelings that support her innocence. Right. There is a theory that the explosion was meant for both Darnley and Mary. Oh. And was set up by Queen Elizabeth I. <laughs> To snuff out any other heir to her throne. That would make sense. Right? So, little James may be different because he's a baby at the time. Yeah. But Mary's already queen. And because of the Catholic resistance that Queen Elizabeth probably felt, she may have been worried about, you know, Mary coming over and getting followers and overthrowing her. Mm Mm-hmm. It's cool, though, because this theory came from the Royal Society of Edinburgh in 2015. Mm. So, they used more modern techniques to come up with this theory. This little society thingy consisted of a historian, mm-hmm. a pathologist, and a fire and explosion expert. Expert. A fire, a fire and explosion expert. <laughs> expert. A fire and explosion expert. Gotcha. So they looked into this murder again and provided this possibility. Mm-hmm. And not so much as just saying like, "Hey, this could be it." Like that's what they felt was more reasonable than Mary Queen of Scots. I read that and I was like, what? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Some people believe that while Mary was staying with Bothwell, you know, after her grieving period and he met her on the road and all that, Mm -hmm. offered to protect her. Shocking up. Yeah. Some people think that Bothwell raped her, Mm. which forced her to marry him. I guess that's what had to happen at that time. Yeah. So a lot of people believe that happened. So if that's the case, then that's all Bothwell. Mary didn't really love him at all. Yeah. So the marriage was just this joke. Yeah. Like a hoax or whatever. And... It was all Bothwell, and maybe he wanted ultimately what Darnley wanted. I want to be king. Now, we're going back to the casket letters. Mm-hmm. This is where your controversy comes in. Many historians. So just those two words. Many and historian. A lot of people who study this crap. Mm-hmm. They believe that these were forgeries. Mm-hmm. One historian felt that the content of some of the sonnets was inconsistent with what Mary was familiar with as far as the way literature was written where she was. Yeah, it's not like today where you have like all of these different platforms and resources. You had what was physically there and that yeah. was it. So like whatever she learned and read and whatever poetry that she was accustomed to didn't match what was in those letters. Like Mary yeah. would not have written like that. Yeah. Oh, interesting. A lot of people think that these were possibly her own words mixed with false information to make them more believable. Hmm. That's the casket letters. Okay. I thought there was more than that, but there's not. Um, <laughs> like, uh, but just the fact that it. a lot of people now look at them as they're not authentic. Yeah. They're not from Mary. Mm-hmm. That's a huge deal, I think. Also, the letters that were written to Mary and the ones she responded to while she was held prisoner or whatever in mm-hmm. England, a lot of people also believe that those were also forgeries. Hmm. So. Weird. Right. There is a book titled My Heart is My Own. Mm-hmm. It's a book about Mary, Queen of Scots. I didn't read it because I thought it was going to be more about her, but apparently a lot of this is in it. My bad. But it was written by a guy, a guy named John Guy. Sorry. <laughs> a man. A guy named Guy. Yeah. John Guy, he is a historian. He's the one who felt that the content of the sonnets was inconsistent also. Mm-hmm. 
apparently this book is really good. I feel like if you want to know more about Mary and what happened with this and get a lot more background information, then I would recommend this book. Yeah, I was about to say, it probably has a lot more of, like, the history yeah. aspect a, of it. A lot of the sources that I did use recommended this book, or used it, too. So, anyway, I want to end with one of his quotes. The author. Yes. The guy named Guy. Yes, the historian <laughs> named John Guy. He writes this regarding Mary's role in the murder and the casket letters. The sole evidence that she was part in the murder plot comes from them. There is no other proof. Her guilt or innocence depends on whether the letters are true or false. Yeah. All of the letters. I mean, if they knew 100% one way or the other, they would know 100% if she did it. I think that I'm really on the fence, but I feel like I'm maybe leaning more toward the fact that she's innocent. Yeah, me too. Because I feel like it's crazy that these letters were found. Oh, and they have every single thing I need to convict you. But mm-hmm. without them, I don't really have anything. Yeah. And the fact that there were more letters, which I guess writing is was a big thing back then. Because <laughs> <laughs> they did. But while well, she was, you know, um, kept captive kept captive in England mm-hmm. under Queen Elizabeth, who possibly set everything up. I know, that's weird. But why was she kept for 19 years, though? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Well, if Queen Elizabeth wanted her dead and set up the other letters and those, why didn't she set up the ones in England quicker? I don't know. I don't know. I don't either. I am bum I mean, I, we don't even know if Bothwell was a bad guy. Mm. I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the fence like you, but my feet are dangling on the side that she's innocent. A lot of people feel that way. But there are some sources that I read that was like, she did this. It wasn't presumably, allegedly, supposed. It was just, this is what she did. Then there were other sources that said Bothwell forced himself upon her. Bothwell did this. Yeah. So it wasn't... I'm not... Some people write it like they know that she was innocent or guilty. Yeah. I'm not all in on... One or the other. Me either. Like, I, don't I can't be. I, can. I don't think I can be. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Crazy. I feel like. Anyway. Yeah. Agree? <laughs> yes. I like that, though. It was interesting. Like, I'd heard, obviously, of Mary Queen Scots, and I knew there was some kind of drama with her, mm-hmm. and I knew she was beheaded. Other than that, I didn't know any of, like, the background or why she was in prison or anything like that, so. Yeah. That's interesting. That's... This is my first unsolved. It is. I agree, though. You do not need to give me a heads up about Unsolved because it total, it can totally See? ruin it. So Giving me crap on the Betty Gail Brown. Sorry. I really didn't like that. Just cut off like that and I didn't know what happened. Well. I get it, though. When you're telling the story, it's different. It is. Totally takes out the intense suspense. Right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. Send all of your... Personal stories, case suggestions, thoughts, theories, questions. questions. Wow. <laughs> to uh, the email, follow us on Instagram, follow our, or join our Facebook group, and become a relative on Patreon. And all of those links are in the show notes underneath the episode description. Yes. To do all of that stuff. And tell all your bodies. Right. Peace. Pass the word. Never mind. Okay, I was thinking of like, you know, but Pass I... Pass the word. Spread the word? Yeah. <laughs> we can spread the word. Pass the word, please. Oh, gosh. But yeah. Come again. And come again. We love you guys. Bye. 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 Goodbye. <laughs>